The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Many of the Jews had come to Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him while Mary sat in the house. Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And even now I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, he who is coming into the world. The Gospel of the Lord. So John chapter 11 is dedicated to the raising of Lazarus, and it's a very profound uh, scene if you go through all the details of what happens there. But one of the things that we see is something that we can all uh, struggle with at different points, which is that in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of suffering, sometimes what can happen is we can begin to doubt God's love for us. So what happens is we might be kind of on a trajectory where we think we're fulfilling God's will, and then all of a sudden suffering comes, and then people can begin to doubt, is this the right path? Am I supposed to be going down this road? And so it's a way in which sometimes we, we think erroneously that when the cross appears, that we're not where God wants us to be. <laughs> and so I think deep down what we want is that His will, or at least as it manifests itself for us, is outside of suffering in some way. And so what you see at the beginning of chapter 11 is very important because you have this double affirmation of God's love, of Christ's love, for this family that lives in Bethany. And so what happens is the Lord is across the Jordan now and the sisters send a message to Him. And the message to Him is simple. Their prayer to Him is simple. In a certain sense, uh, as I might have said before, their prayer becomes almost like the way in which Our Lady petitions her son. When Mary petitions Jesus, all she says to Him when they're at the wedding feast of Cana is they have no wine. She just presents the need. That's all she does. She doesn't tell him what he should do. She doesn't tell him how he should fix it. She just simply presents the need to her son, knowing that her son will then go and rush to fulfill that need. And so what you see then in these two sisters, Martha and Mary, is that now when they petition the Lord, it's almost taken on a type of Marian form to their petition and to their prayer. They send a message to him, and the message is simple. The one whom you love is ill. That's it. The one whom you love is ill. They know that in trusting the illness of the one that he loves to him, that the Lord will take care of it. And yet he doesn't maybe take care of it as they would think he would. And so then what happens is after you have this confidence that the sisters have in the love of Jesus, saying the one whom you love is ill, it then reaffirms that afterwards. A few lines later it says Jesus loved Martha, he loved Mary, he loved Lazarus. 
And then it says, and then knowing that Lazarus was ill, he decided to wait another two days. <laughs> so it doesn't kind of seem to fit with the previous statement that from his love, what does he do? He delays. He delays. And the reason he delays is sometimes that can also be misinterpreted. And sometimes when we are in suffering and difficulty, the delay of God, we can sometimes project into him a lack of care, a lack of love. And yet all things work to the good for those who love God. And so the Lord delays. And now he comes after these two days, eventually he leaves, and that would have then taken him a little while to get to Bethany. And when he arrives in Bethany, we know from Scripture that Lazarus has been in the tomb for four days already now. And so this house of Bethany, which was always surrounded with a particular joy whenever Jesus would arrive because of their love for him, now this little home in Bethany is now shrouded with all the sorrow of death. And so when Martha hears that Jesus is coming, she rushes out to go and meet him. And so her faith is wonderful. She wants to simply be in his presence, but she also wanted his presence there. And she tells him that. If you had been here, you, if your presence had been here, my brother would not have died. You see also in Martha and Mary a wonderful comfort that they have with the Lord. They speak to him very easily and very freely. They simply speak what is in their heart, even if it is a frustration. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. Their, her petition is sincere. It's without any affectations. It's without anything to kind of you know, bolster it up or make it flowery. She just simply expresses what's in her heart. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. And even now, I know that whatever you ask from God, God will give you. So here in that statement, we begin to see that her faith is not yet perfect, but the Lord will raise her faith to perfection. And so we can begin to see that this is the reason sometimes the Lord delays, is because of all the good things that he will do. One of the good things he will do is raise Lazarus from the dead, and through that he will give glory to the Heavenly Father. But the other thing that he will do as well is change and increase the perfection of the faith in both Martha and Mary, and so Martha makes a statement which seems to indicate the fact that she does not yet fully associate him as God himself, so that the source of power is something outside of him. Whatever you ask of God, he will give you. This is something that you still need to obtain. And so her faith is imperfect. So the Lord then begins with correcting her faith and raising it up. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And so then she expresses a faith in the resurrection from the dead, which is essential. And so she says, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. And then the Lord goes, and he goes further, and he says, I am the resurrection and the life. So that resurrection that you believe in on the last day, I am the cause of that resurrection. And so the one who causes resurrection is standing here present with you, is what he's saying. He who believes in me, that is something that we can only do with regards to God. And so he is again highlighting the fact of his divinity. He who believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. That our faith has a wonderful effect, which is eternal life. 
and that if we live and believe, if we constantly persevere in this faith, then we shall never die. Because with that faith and that grace in our soul, that is what carries us into eternal life. Then he says to her, do you believe this? And she doesn't just simply say yes. She also then manifests the fact that her faith has been brought to a wonderful perfection, and she makes a very similar statement to what St. Peter makes. I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God, he who is coming into the world. The church fathers say that that statement shows a full knowledge now of who Christ is and what his mission is. I believe you are the Christ, showing she believes in his humanity, his human nature, a descendant from David, the one anointed and promised by God. I believe also you are the Son of God in his divinity. And so it is this affirmation of his humanity, his divinity, but then also his mission, he who is coming into the world the one who is bringing his kingdom constantly into the world so that it might spread and increase. Her faith is a wonderful manifestation for us of what ours should also be as well, a confidence in Christ that even if it gets shaken, it is able to then stand firm again with deep conviction. And in her conviction, she expresses this wonderful faith. Then what she does after this scene, we know she goes and she calls her sister, and she says, Jesus is looking for you. All the church fathers say that that presence of Christ is a call. The fact that he is there, he is calling souls to himself. And that continues for all of us. Bethany for us is replaced with the church and the tabernacle. This is where the Lord desires to dwell and where he lives in our midst, present to us. And like Martha and Mary, we should learn from their example to always rush to his presence to spend time in his presence and know that wherever he is, death is cast out. Wherever he is, evil and darkness are blasted away. Wherever he is, healing pours out upon those who come into his presence. This little family at Bethany teaches us that love. They are examples for us of Eucharistic faith and devotion because they love the presence of Christ and their example calls us to do the same. Amen.